Oh, hey now, everybody. Welcome to the Pucknologist, episode 108, if you only knew what was going on behind the scenes. Uh, as <laughs> always, do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button, if you will. Give us a thumbs up. We appreciate that. If you follow us on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you enjoy, we'd certainly appreciate a thumbs up there as well with a cool little review. Uh, don't forget we are live right now. So if you would like to support the show with a super chat donation, that's fine. But we prefer Venmo at Teal Town USA because, you know, we don't want Google to take all that, that coin. <laughs> for, for, for legal reasons, that is a joke. The uh, sure. For, <laughs> and for anecdotal reasons as well. <laughs> don't forget to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, all those things at Teal Town USA. Hit us up for that sneaky little discord link. And remember, if you miss any part of the show, you can always catch the replay on YouTube, on your podcast platforms, and everything is always found at tealtownusa.com. So, round two is over. Brackets are blown up everywhere. With me tonight, Rocket Backhander, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Uh, I am scorching right now because it's like 102 degrees in San Jose, but... Uh, yeah. speaking of heat, let's get down to jerk where today it was, uh, 111 degrees, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but no, I, <laughs> I'll tell you this, by the way, hello, uh, fourth place in the Teal Town USA bracket challenge. Uh, <laughs> my, my Stanley cup final that I picked is still, still a possibility. Still, How you doing? Still uh, alive. Unbelievable. Still alive. Tampa Bay and Las Vegas. Um, yeah, so there's this thing. It's called air conditioning. It's, <laughs> all, it's so great. It may be 111 outside, but my apartment is at a crisp 70 degrees, and I've never been happier. 70? Jeez, mine's at like 76 right now. Ah, dude. I, Daddy don't play no bullshit. <laughs> wow, you guys. Oh. It was it was 91 here today, oh. so I had, I had to take a sweater off. And- I know. <laughs> Speaking of bullshit, should we talk about Boston? <laughs> oh, let's get into round two. Tampa Bay versus Boston. First series that ends. Lightning win in five. During game four, uh, the Lightning were able to prove that it is, in fact, possible to kill off a five-minute major in the playoffs without giving up four goals. Uh, after Nick Ritchie would get a major for boarding uh, Yanni Gord. Uh, Tampa Bay, Boston. I think we are all just like, I think we all thought that Tampa was going to roll Boston. I don't know that we thought that it was all going to be in five, but I think we're also very happy that it happened. Um, so, Jerk, any thoughts on this? Um, well, let's see. I would like to start by saying um, that I've shed exactly zero tears uh, about Boston losing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also heard that the reason why Boston lost is because um, of how little money they provided to their part-time arena staff employees. I mean, I don't make the rules. It's just what I heard. Oh, I um, so, <laughs> Jeremy Jacobs, how you doing? Uh, wow. Any any shits to give on this one, Rock? Nah. Yeah. None. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's literally, it's kind of like you didn't go to Game Seven. F you. <laughs> okay, wait. Speaking of Boston, sorry. Uh, did you either of you happen to see what? some Boston radio personality said about Tuka Rask? No, but name names. 
You... Uh, so, uh, so Mark James, he oh? does something. Uh, he does some kind of radio show in Boston. Um, he said, tweeted after Boston lost, Dear Tuca, as a lifelong Bruins fan, I'm disgusted by your cowardly decision to give up. You quit on Boston, your coaches, all of your teammates, yourself, and every Bruins fan. I hope that I never have to see you in black and gold sweater with the spoked bee again. Bold. Dude, it's just a sport. Calm do, do, down. Does Chief, does Chief know why Tuca left the bubble? I mean, considering he's a Boston radio personality, I would hope so. Um, and it's entirely possible that he was trolling, but I get the impression that that uh, isn't the case. So, Yikes. yeah. All right. <laughs> well, let's move on to Philly versus the Islanders. Uh, for me, this, like, Philadelphia, dude, where's your big names? Where Where's the guys that are pulling down the majority of your cap, dude? Giroux, one goal, three assists. Voracek, one assist. Now, Hayes, three goals, three assists. Not too shabby. Uh, Van Riemsdyk, two goals. Uh, Konechny, four assists. But the big story for me, Philadelphia power play went 0 for 13 while letting the Isles put in 4 for 21. And then the big story on top of all of that, besides the lack of the power play, is the fact that former Shark and potentially future shark Tommy Grice uh, posts a shutout in game seven for the Isles and had some ridiculous numbers despite only starting two games and then coming in relief for one of them. So I guess first off, my question to you, Rock, is what the hell happened? I mean, didn't Philly come into this like uh, like on a lower seed and then they ended up taking number one? Am I remembering that correctly? I think you're right. Yeah, Philly. Uh, was, yeah, Philly was the Philly was the at the time of the pause. Philly was the hottest team. They had won like ten in a row or something stupid. Yeah. Yeah, they went like nine and one or something. Yeah, and then they just uh, I don't know. Maybe they didn't have the right kind of fruit snacks in the bubble. <laughs> it's possible. I just, See, <laughs> I just want to know, like, how does the Islanders not go with Grice <laughs> starting game one? Because Varlamov's played better, and he's got, the, and he got them to played the better. third round. Played better, dude. Shut up. Game seven. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's nice. He's also started one game, two games. Mm. To Rocket's yeah. point, I mean, I can just picture the conversation in the bubble now. You know, I picture you know Claude Giroux at the media availability after the game. You know, the NHL promised us fruit roll-ups. We got fruit by the foot, and. Um, this, you know, this clearly it, does not say Welch's fruit snacks. This clearly says Kirkland brand fruit snacks. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted the Gushers, and we got Safeway Select fruit chews. Uh, <laughs> Goddamn Safeway Select. We, we wanted Mr. Pib. We got Dr. Thunder. <laughs> uh, Somebody I, ran out of jolt. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to act like I know everything. I'm not, <laughs> at least not today. I'm not. I'm not really surprised that the Islanders moved on. But even though it went to Game Seven, it didn't appear like Philadelphia was really involved for half the games, like that series score would indicate. You yeah. know. Yeah. 
So I don't know. It just seems and, – and AJ and I kind of talked about this. Same thing with Dallas, which we'll get to in a second. But, like, I'm not surprised that they won. I'm surprised at how dominant they were. Yeah. And I think I called this. It's like we got a new one. And I was like, ah, she's just chilling in a bed and everything's going to be fine. But she'll probably, like, wake up 10 minutes into it. And then all of a sudden, dude, 10 minutes in, yep. there she is, ready to go. Oh, my Lanta. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. We're very excited. We're very excited. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what happens. She's like going to run in the corner and go pee. But anyway, it's I, – I, I just don't understand how Philadelphia just completely ruined it. <laughs> Dis- they were disinterested, you know? It was just like their meal was not the right temperature for them, so they decided not to eat it. It's like, oh, you ruined my bracket, you damn bracket ruiners. I was just going to say, AJ, who did you pick to win the Stanley Cup? Uh, that would have been the Flyers. <laughs> and then what happened? <laughs> well, you know what? Well, the Islanders, like, if you look, if you slide on over to, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll say elite prospects. If you slide on over to elite prospects and you look at the, um, the Islanders stats for the playoffs, like, there are no passengers. Like, everybody has a hand in what's going on. And I, you know, I have, to be fair, I have the Islanders losing in round two of my bracket. That hasn't happened. But I don't know. I think Vegas, Dallas, and Tampa Bay, I mean, if the Islanders are going to keep playing frustrating as all hell and everybody is going to have a hand on the wheel, I, you know, I could see the Islanders stumble their way into a Stanley Cup. They've, of the four teams remaining, they've probably been the most, Consistent, consistently, yeah. consistently good team, and like I said, there's no passengers. Everybody is doing something. It, to me, it was like, how do you waste the performance from Carter Hart? It was, I mean, he was playing so well. It's just, oh, you, you hate to see it. Uh, let's hit a. Do we? <laughs> I kind of do. My bracket does. You uh, didn't want you didn't want that ten thousand dollar fanatics gift card. Uh, oh, jeez, boy. boy, you talk about that whole good news bad news thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, quickly on the chat, RBG Productions. We wanted Sprite. We got Sierra Mist. I like <laughs> I like Sierra Mist. So I don't know about sponsor. That. Yes, yeah. No free ads. Uh, so we move on to the West. Uh, let's start with Vegas in Vancouver. A lot of people didn't think that was going to go seven. Uh, following the game two loss, if you remember game one, Vegas shut out Vancouver five nothing. And then what happened? Vegas wins the next one. I believe it was 5-2. But following the loss, people went after Marsha on his Instagram. And Johnny lost his mind. Oh, my Lanta. In fact, let's just pull that up, shall we? So somebody asked him on his Instagram, how's the Olympic diving career coming along since you like diving on the ice? And his response was, Shut the fuck, little dick, and go suck on your mommy's titties and stop wasting my time. It should also be said that the vast majority of his responses that evening all ended in some form of don't waste my time, stop wasting my time, something along those lines. Uh, The fact that... Just, I can't believe his response. But the best part about it, I think, was the next day very beginning of of team presser he calls it childish and says this will never happen again 
despite this being like the third or fourth time that it's happened. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. And the fact that Teal Town USA has, we've tweeted out video of him diving. So anyway, he lost his mind. Uh, the thing that got me in this series was DeBoer starting Leonard in game six. I don't know why he doesn't start Flurry because if Flurry wins game six, then you've got Leonard more rested for the next round. If Flurry loses game six, then Leonard is rested for game seven. That to me was a little interesting. Uh, game seven, I'm just going to ask you this right now, Jerk. Did uh, Thatcher Demko just play himself into a nice contract extension? I mean, it certainly looks that way, you know, like ugh, he <laughs> I mean, there were so many players on Vancouver who dragged the carcass across the line here. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that like you said earlier, AJ, you know, that series is probably over, um, you know, in game five, if Thatcher Demko doesn't play the way that he did. And, you know, I, I, I think. Vancouver's got a very interesting decision to make because Jacob Markstrom is going to be an unrestricted free agent. So it's like, okay, do you let, do you let their MVP go and go with Demko? That's not the worst idea ever. Do you resign Markstrom and trade Demko? That's not really the worst idea either. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a very interesting position to be in. And, and, you know, a lot of folks will point to, you know, he's 30 years old, but He's a goalie. As we all know, goalies tend to hit their prime a little bit later than skaters do. If, I, if I, only there was a new team coming into the league next year that needs a goalie. Well, and, and see, that's the thing. And I and I tweeted this out, or may, at least I thought about tweeting it out. But I think my play here is you sign Markstrom and you trade Demko. Even though that may seem a little sus because Markstrom is 30 and Demko's 24, but the youth factor i would say gets you the a bigger return plus as we said you know markstrom is 30 but markstrom is a young 30 and he was their mvp this year like he probably doesn't make the playoffs or i'm sorry vancouver probably doesn't make the playoffs if markstrom isn't playing the way that he plays yeah. and i it, it's a very tough decision to make i mean it's whatever they choose it's the right choice but i think a smart person would say you sign markstrom and, and trade demko but yeah, trade trade him to the sharks Oh, here we go. <laughs> I mean, the problem, obviously, in Game 7 for Vancouver, they couldn't get any goddamn shots on goal, even during a yet another five-minute major that Vegas would take in a Game 7. Uh, Vancouver was outshot by over 100 overall seven games, 273 to 169. But, of course, another big story, and here's where Rocket is going to tell you how much of Ryan Reeves is a bum. Reeves gets suspended for one game for a headshot on Tyler Mott in Game 7. The funny thing being, of course, Pierre Lebrun calling Ryan Reeves an honest player on Twitter, and Peter DeBoer quoted as saying, in my time, look, take that for what you will, both coaching against Ryan Reeves and now with him, he's the cleanest, toughest player that I know. Rocket? Uh, Pete's full of sh Pete's full of shit. Uh, they're they're working such a spin job on on this whole thing that they've all got vertigo. One game, huh? Just one game. Um, that's all right. To to be fair, 
to be fair here, looking at the hit, it doesn't look like it was a predatory hit. It just looked like he was aiming and it just, that was the worst possible outcome. And he just happened to not land his hit. You know, he landed it wrong and that's what happened. Uh, But I don't think that these statements about him being an honest player and a clean player are necessarily (laughs) true. (laughs) Well, I liked what Ken Ken Campbell from the Hockey News had to say on this, uh, and I wish more writers would point this out, is the fact that Department of Player Safety essentially contradicted themselves. (laughs) It's like... Was this a reckless play or a deliberate one? The words of George Peros doesn't give any clarity, and that's a huge distinction. If the league buys Ryan Reeves' plea that he didn't intend to hit Mott in the head, you might be able to justify a one-game suspension, but Peros himself said that Reeves picked the head with force, and if that's the case, one playoff game suspension doesn't come close to being enough. Now, we're also talking about in a league that every time this happens – Everybody comes out and says whatever the penalty is is not enough. And a lot of it has to do with the fact of, well, you you know, you want to get this out of the game. These hits shouldn't be in the game or whatever. Well, they're going to continue to be in this game until you make the penalty severe enough that this doesn't happen. Sidney Crosby almost had his career ended in 2011 because of headshots and you know, Sidney Crosby is the best player in the world, and the league clearly recognizes that. And if they're not willing to make changes when their golden goose goes down, I don't know that they're going to ever be willing to make changes. Well, um, everything else aside, and going back to Ryan Reeves in particular, because he is a bum. Uh, of this is, I think, Pete's first season coaching him in the postseason, if I'm right. Yeah, because they, they just got him midseason. Uh Usually they bench Ryan Reeves during playoffs. Well, yeah. they they'll bench him after he's worn out his welcome. There was a lot so, of people that thought that that thought that Reeves would not play in Game Seven. Yeah, and I don't think he should have. I think that they, he, he was playing with fire there. Pete was, and it finally burnt him in the ass. Well, so do do we see Reeves come back after a suspension then, or is he done? I I would say probably not because I mean. You know, Vegas, if you're listening live, uh, Vegas lost tonight 1-0. to zero, But we'll that was not – yeah, I was going to say, that was not a one-sided game at all. <clears throat> and I think if you're getting that kind of effort from your team without Reeves, I don't really see the point in bringing him in. I mean, let, let's not let, let's not pretend like, you know, there's not another side to this. You know, there there is a certain element, you know, if you look a certain way and you kind of analyze it from a different perspective, you know, there – you can see a way where Reeves is both effective and, you know, not causing problems for the league. You know, there are some things he does that are really good for the team. But, you know, Evander Kane said it last year, and I can't recall who on the Canucks said it this year, but they both said the same thing where it's like, you know, once we started ignoring him, we started winning games. Yep. I remember that. Yeah, he's a smack talker. That's like 80% of his game. So... Whatever. Let's move on to Colorado versus Dallas. Uh, this is, you know, th- this one for me was definitely heart versus head. <laughs> it was like, you know, the heart wanted Dallas. The head thought Colorado would do it. I think not having Grubauer 
for this was probably a reason for Colorado starting 0-2 in this. Um, but then again, game four, Colorado ends uh, the first period, I think, with one shot on goal. <laughs> uh, or no, I'm sorry. They ended the first period with five shots on goal, and all five came in the final 90 seconds of the period. <laughs> and then a Kale McCarr mistake would end up being the game winner in game four, where McCarr just totally coughed it up in front of his own net. Uh, in game five, Pavelski got his second ever 10 minute misconduct of all the times that we've, you know, how many times have you wanted like a parabolic microphone <laughs> to like tune in? And it's like, we literally have one now and nobody could hear what he said. I was so pissed off. Then game seven is a wild affair. They're trading leads. There were goals 10 seconds apart in the third, capped off by a uh, Kivaranta hat trick foreseen uh, by Hockey Kiviranta, please please get our Lord and Savior's name correctly. And everybody who's listening, AJ, how do you say his first name? Sir? Yoel. Yoel, not Joel. <laughs> Kiviranta with the hat trick foreseen by me. How are you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Avalanche. We're missing a lot of key pieces, but you also have to admire what the stars have done so far. Uh, mm -hmm. Nate McKinnon after this would, with a quote that I just giggled at where he says, would have loved to have seen us with a healthy team, that's for sure. Now, two things. First off, didn't the Avalanche have like a good amount of injuries at the stoppage back in March? Okay. And doesn't every team think that that's the case after losing their series like we, we it would have been nice if we had all been healthy like can we talk to the 2019 san jose sharks about the st louis series and health you know what i mean so so we and really quick because we got to move on here but you know if, if if anybody was in in the super secret not so secret discord uh this past friday aj and i kind of talked about this a little bit uh that's a hint that you should join us um uh, I agree with AJ and that, you know, everybody's going to say that, but you know, I, I don't think every team is as catastrophically banged up as, as, uh, as Colorado was. I mean, no starter, no backup, no number one left winger, no number two right winger, no number one defenseman. I mean, that's like the fact that they got to seven games, like you, you tip your hat to that, honestly. Oh, and, absolutely. And, I, and I feel like Nathan McKinnon saying, I wish we had a healthy group. That's like the one instance where I'm like, yeah, probably, you know, mm -hmm. every other time I'm like, yeah, you got to make do with what you have, blah, blah, blah. But no, Colorado was, like I said, catastrophically banged up. Well, and Dallas had 220 shots on goal over the seven games that they were outshot in five of their seven games. And yet they were outshot in every game that they won. So it just <laughs> goes to show you, man, Dallas, it's, it's, it's quality over quantity some days. Something about him. So, oh my God! For those of, have you ever had a, a new cat in the house? <laughs> um, I'm going through that right now. We have two kittenishes that uh, their brothers who were in the woodpile out back. So we're sort of trying to acclimate them to indoors and outdoors. And last night, one of them decided to try to sleep down here with me. And every 45 minutes, there was there was a kitten on my face, like needing needing little razor paws needing my face and then drooling on me and then not wanting to be near me and then meowing i was yeah well, yeah hopefully she goes back to bed here uh so anyway that's the way the first the second round shook out then we move on to round three it's lightning versus islanders 
Lightning haven't played since Monday while the Isles went to Game 7 yesterday. Uh, do we see Stamkos return? Because there have been a lot of flict- conflicting nope. reports. He's out for the series. And that's what I would say, but I've also seen a couple of tweets where it's like, they're, you know, he he could be back by game four, and it's just kind of like, you know what, let's talk about it when it happens, not what might happen, okay? Um, just wrap him in bubble wrap. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, does Grice start since Varley lost games five and six and Grice shut out filling game seven? Remains to be seen. But, Rocket, who are you going with in the uh, next round? Lightning versus Isles. Oh, man. You know, I know that the Isles have really been on this emotional journey since John Tavares left. And they I think that they've they've kind of gone through that that rebound relationship. And they're they're sort of trying to find them their stride as, a, as an identity without him. And good for them. But I still think that the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to just beat the shit out of them. Jerk. Uh I don't think they're. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to beat the shit out of them, but I think Tampa Bay is going to beat them. Um, I mean, you look at the Islanders and they have, you know, top to bottom, it's very good. Mm-hmm. And I would say with Tampa Bay, middle to bottom, it's very good, but the top is elite. And I, I, I think I'm inclined to say that Tampa Bay's elite talent would be the difference here, even without Steven Stamkos. That team is still firing on everything and i mean i i just don't i know <laughs> i we we've said it every year for the last five years you know but i i really think that this is the year tampa bay gets it done see i have, at least with with this group because obviously they've won a cup before i've discounted the aisles for the last two series and paid for it each time so <laughs> <laughs> i'm just taking the aisles in the next round so that way it will guarantee their loss Sure. <laughs> appreciate it yeah right uh and i still think they're they're nuts if they don't go with grice in game one but that's just yeah me. i i disagree i'd go with varlamov all right we'll see what happens uh we move on to stars versus knights as we're recording this the game ended oh about almost an hour ago and <clears throat> so i think the first thing I, we need to ask is would the knights be here at this point if they don't get Robin Leonard, yes, because mm-hmm. they'd be playing Mark Andre Fleury, who's just as good. Well, I don't know about that. I I I, I can confirm um, that the picture of Mark Andre Fleury with a sword through his back—it was a doctored photo. AJ, it wasn't real. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay, I, I'm pretty sure. I checked with. I checked with my sources. Hashtag <laughs> confirmed. Um, so both coaches are hoping to be the fifth in history to win a cup after taking over the bench for a team midseason. Uh, Flurry did start game one tonight. Coming into game one, uh, Vegas has scored one five-on-five goal, and that happened back in the second period of game five versus Vancouver. And that came from a defenseman, Shea Theodore. You know, the three goals that that Vegas did score in Game Seven, one was on the power play, and the other two were empty netters. So I think Vegas probably needs to be a little like, uh, wait a minute, our forwards haven't scored a goal five on five or on a manned net. Haven't in, scored a goal at all. Yeah, in four games. Sounds like Pete DeBoer hockey to me. 
<laughs> you right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Just o- overpassing to the point of no production. Mm-hmm. Well, tonight, uh, Klingberg would open the scoring for Dallas at 2.36 of the first period, and then that would be it. And that, was, <laughs> Just, and that was on the first shot of the game, too. Yeah. Oh, God. First shot that Fleury saw, and I think right then, if you're if you're Vegas, you're going to be like, oh, we finally put in Flower, and then the first shot he sees, he lets in. I think, yeah, I think you got to be kind of like, oh, shit. Maybe this, where was Leonard when you needed him? I don't know. Um, and then can we, and this is just a, a quick thing for me. Can we send a memo to all of the announcers to stop referring to the very first goal scored in a game as an icebreaker? Like, I've heard that about 20 times so far over the last week. You know, Klingberg with the icebreaker. So-and-so, ah, the on. icebreaker. And it's just like, can't you just say, like, starting goal or first goal or so, I, I don't know They're like come up with something new but anyway um tonight dallas vegas i don't know about you right were you able to watch all the game tonight not tonight no oh uh jerk what about you uh yeah i i watched uh yeah i watched all of the game and it was you know if you're a new hockey fan you're probably not gonna become a fan of the sport by watching that game. But I think if you, if you have an appreciation, you know, beneath the teams and the players, if you have an appreciation for the game, you know, I think it was a chess match and, and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. There were times where it was end to end, you know, there were times where Vegas dominated, there were times where Dallas dominated. And, and, and I think outside of that first goal that Dallas, um, that Dallas got very early on, I think it was, you know, pretty even, for the most part, I mean, Vegas didn't really catch up on the shot clock until the third period, but, you know, they they held off Dallas's onslaught in the first 40 minutes. So I, I think it was a chess match. I think, you know, if you if you have an appreciation for the actual nuts and bolts of the game, I think you would have enjoyed it. There was just so much back and forth. You had like seven or eight minutes of the third period. There was no whistles. It was just back and forth. Neither team could sustain pressure. Uh, in their offensive zone it was just a lot of back and forth but Dallas was held to only two shots on goal in that final period and you know I gotta be honest like halfway through I'm like come on guys you gotta get some more rubber on net then as it was going Vegas could not find any quality and it was just kind of like yeah no I think this no they don't need to keep shooting it on goal they just need to play this kind of frustrating brand of hockey and you could see that Vegas was starting to like lose their minds a little bit. So, and this is the first time too that Vegas has been down in a series. So, we'll uh we'll see what happens in game 2. That's that's where we're at. Uh let's see here in the first round how did the former Sharks perform? Well, we already talked about that, but in the second round Pavelski two goals, two assists. 57% in the circle. Barkley Goodrow, one assist <laughs> over five games, 72% in the circle. That's it's mm. pretty bomb. Uh, Justin Braun, two assists for Pavelski, and Don Skoy was unfit after game one. So <laughs> what, what, what was our sound effect? I think we had one for Jonas. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> um, so let's move on to some shark stuff. Did you know 30 years ago today, the NHL team officially announced their name would, in fact, be the Sharks? According to Shang over at San Jose Hockey Now, the team 
hadn't announced if they were going to play in San Jose or Oakland, which was under consideration, but the name 30 years ago today was announced that it would be Sharks. There you go. All right. Now, this is I can't wait to hear the back and forth on this. San Jose Hockey now, Shang Peng, buddy of the show, our friend, uh, put out an article or two. He seems to really, really want Johnny Hockey in San Jose. <laughs> Rocket, your thoughts? Uh, uh, it just feels more like, do we need to go after another big name with a, with a lot of money attached to it in order to get something done? Like, is that really honestly the only thing that you can think of? Mm. I mean, because I don't think I don't think it's going to work. I think it would just be another big name with a big contract stacked on top of a bunch of other big names with big contracts and some farm kids. Right. There's no there's no magic in that. Jerk your thoughts on having a carbon copy Kevin LeBanc. <laughs> <laughs> I you know what? I think I think Johnny Hockey, he's one of the most talented uh, hockey players that the that the NHL has right now. I think Patrick Kane, Artemi Panarin, Johnny Hockey. It's very close. He's a very talented player, but he's also seen shown rather that when Calgary makes the playoffs, which has been very few in Johnny Gaudreau's tenure, I, if memory serves correctly, only four to four times that he's been there, he's disappeared every year. And now I will say he he did have a good um, he did a good playoffs this year, but you need an elite level playoff from Johnny Gaudreau, and he was just good. And so you know he I, I I hate to say that you know I hate to assign the the characteristic to a player of oh they can't win the big game, but you know there's proof to Johnny Gaudreau not being able to win the big game. And also, as we've seen, you know, especially in that Colorado series last year, when he gets frustrated, he's rattled, like really, really rattled. And personally, if I'm a coach and my superstar winger is rattled and he's, you know, it's a different to play pissed off and try and make things happen and then to go in a shell and, you know, kind of just be a whiner a little bit. And that's not the I don't care how talented you are. If I'm a coach, that's not the player I want on my team. I'm just waiting to for his nickname to turn from Johnny Hockey to Johnny Milk Carton when the playoffs start. That's just me. Solid. All right. Um, I, I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole for very long. But it did happen, and everybody and their mother wrote about it. Uh, Sharks captain Logan Couture tweeted out that he was punched in the face in Toronto for making comments about supporting the GOP and mentioning Donald Trump's name um, based on a like by somebody. Uh, Couture had a little tete-a-tete with uh, Sportsnet, but a very... A, a, I know a, words. I have the best words. <laughs> uh, would end up burying that hatchet. It, 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 uh, Tara Sloan was her name? Tara Sloan. Tara yeah. Sloan, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, you know, the, the sad thing about this, of course, is like every media outlet on the planet, including KNBR... Uh, that typically ignores anything Sharks related. Everybody suddenly reported on this. I don't want to go down the political rabbit hole, um, but I am I just want to know a couple things. First off, how do you square the statements, I would vote Republican if I could, and then later, I don't support Trump. Like, I don't understand how you square those statements. 
And then, of course, the topic being so toxic that Kevin Kurz had to limit the Twitter responses when he first reported on it and turned uh, that's the only athletic article that I'm aware of that Kurz has written where they turned the comments off on the mm. article. Uh, and then how does this impact the relationship with Evander Kane? And finally, why did Couture even bother to tweet about this? Why, like, why not just keep this information to yourself? Well, <sighs> trying to be careful here. That's what mm. I'm saying. So I'll just say this. You said you're not sure how you can square voting Republican and not supporting Trump. I, I think that's definitely in a, a belief that you can have. You know, there's, I mean, without getting into, you know, without getting into all the minutia of it all, you know, there are a lot of individuals who support the GOP that don't support President Trump. And, you know, I what I've found in my experience, um, and AJ knows about this, you know, we're all about the civil discussion. and Civil discourse. Yes. And there are a lot of, you know, you can, it's very much, you know, what we see now is, okay, this guy's wearing my side's jersey. I'm rolling with this guy. Mm-hmm. Where AJ and I are both kind of like, well, you know, let me take some of this, some of that. I'll leave that, but I'll take that. I think that it's, you know, I think you can support some tenants, tenants of the GOP while not supporting their major candidate. Now, I'm not going to pretend like I know what Logan Couture was trying to say or thinking when he sent out that tweet. I've got no idea, but... You know, from the the tweets have been deleted, so you're just gonna have to trust me on this. But the impression, the impression that I got from Couture's replies, and he said as much was, you know, he it sounded like he wanted he was generally curious as to what the GOP had to offer. Whether that's the truth or that's just trying to cover his own ass, I don't know. But you know, I don't I don't think it's a crime to be curious. See, I look at it like this. I support the Sharks, but I wouldn't vote for Eric Carlson as captain. You know what I mean? Well, and it's the same thing, you know. Are, how how can you be a hockey fan and hate the Golden Knights? I mean, that's the same thing that, you know, that's the same That's the same thing. I mean, not not exactly. But it's not the same. It's similar. Right, AJ? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, Rocket, any thoughts on this from you? Or are you just like, I don't even want to touch this with somebody else's oven mitts? <laughs> Now, you guys can play catch with this all you want. I'm going to stay way over on the sidelines. <laughs> Rocket's in the uh, Rocket's in the dugout. She's got her sunflower seeds. She's like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm in the concession stands. Shit. Uh, from the Athletic, uh, there were 2020 NHL organizational rankings, and the Sharks finished 28th. Is anybody surprised by this? Probably not. No. Can't see why you would be. I could have seen it be higher, but I don't think it's a crime that it's that low. Mm. No. Um, finally, uh, before we move into like some around the league stuff, um, God, there's a part of me, I'm so conflicted and torn by this because there's a part of me that wants to like. Sometimes you have to call out the idiots, but conversely, it's kind of like why give them any publicity whatsoever. But it's just <laughs> fun. <laughs> it's just, you know sometimes we just have to have some fun things to talk about so um i need to i need to deal with ashley for a hot second uh, before she like destroys thing on my desk but uh, some jerk off 
on Twitter. Decided to try to, uh, what what do we say, jerk? Uh, You know, don't chase the clout. Let the clout chase you. Am I right? Jerkonomics 1.1. Jerkonomics 1.1. So, Chief gets on the Twitter (laughs) machine. (laughs) And this guy goes, my friend works for SAP Center. And he just sent me pictures of the new Adidas San Jose Sharks 30th anniversary jersey set for next season. Bizarrely enough, only tagging three accounts. UniWatch, Sports Logos, Net, and Teal Town. Uh, Now, if you look at the photos that Chief threw in, they scream knockoff. Like, Mm -hmm. there's so many different things. It's like the fonts aren't right. The stitching isn't accurate. The Adidas logo is completely off. The dimples on the shoulders don't, like, just all these telltale signs that these are full of crap, right? Then we reverse image search the dude's avatar, and it belongs to somebody named Jerry Mahoney at Jerry Mahoney or Jerry-Mahoney.com. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this is from a post. So if you, if you go back to it, it, that's what he used. This is avatar. This is from a post from 2012. That's where he stole that photo from. Uh, here's another photo from Jerry Mahoney. But anyway, to to pile on that even more, he's got this guy, Kevin, who joined Twitter in September of 2020. For those of you without a calendar, that's been six days. And he's following one person. Want to guess who it is? Yes, it's that person. And while we look at this avatar, I looked at that and I said, God damn, that looks familiar. Where was? Oh, that's right. It's on my Adobe stock photo set. (laughs) 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 All right. So this is what he sent over. Now, if this ends up being accurate and that the Sharks do play in Adidas versions of their inaugural jerseys, that's awesome. That's great. These aren't it because these aren't accurate. And furthermore, we wrote about this last January. So dude's trying to catch clout from shit that we talked about over nine months ago. So it's like, okay, fine, whatever. But I talked to one of our sources at the Sharks, and they have actually confirmed to me what the th- what at least the home jersey will look like for the 30th anniversary. Would you? Would you? Are you guys interested? Do you want to see it? Sure. Okay. See, I think this is fantastic. That's that's wonderful. There we go. So there, <laughs> there's your... still there's just a little bit too much orange on it for me. Oh. But other I, than that, it's great. Dude, I, I we we might need to wrap up this podcast. You might need to buy a one way ticket out of there because, <laughs> I, ugh, dude. I, I was hearing you say this. And I'm like, where are you going with this? Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I didn't. Re- I didn't realize we were just going to put it all out there. I'm a little nervous now. Yeah. I hope I didn't. I. I hope. I mean, you know, our sources with the sharks did say that it was okay for me to at least release the home shirt. You know, the home jersey. So there you go. For those who are saving your money to pick up the 30th anniversary shark jersey, here's what you can look forward to. I hope you enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Fucking trolls. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> since the playoffs have started, we've seen a couple trades. Uh, the Penguins and the Leafs made a little trade. The uh, Blues traded away Jake Allen to the Canadians for essentially a third-round pick. Um, I mean, we now that we're down to the final four, I mean, any more trades coming that you guys can 
throw up on the Twitter with hashtag foreseen? <laughs> well, uh, this isn't much of a big secret, but um, the Pittsburgh Penguins general manager, Jim Rutherford, has been known to be very forthcoming with his plans. Um, he was on uh, Hockey Central at noon, um, I think a week ago, and then he was on TSN Overdrive a couple, like two weeks ago. And he said on the radio, yeah, we're trading one of our goalies. I'm like, all right, dude. <laughs> I'm like, you do you. Um, dude, I appreciate that kind of transparency. <laughs> oh, I love it. And then he he also said in the newspaper, he's like, yeah, we're not bringing Justin Schultz back. I was like, oh, Jesus. I mean, he's a pending UFA, but still, like, in the paper. Um, dude, did you text I, him before you said that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think, I mean, we don't have to get into the minutia of all the trades, but I think the Kasperi Kapanen one is interesting just because, now, I like Kasperi Kapanen. Would I give up 15th overall for him? No. Probably not. I think I would give up the Sharks' first round pick for him, which is going to be which is now the first pick in the second round, which is either twenty nine, thirty, or thirty one. But I would not give up fifteenth overall for Casper Kapanen. And the reason why I'm talking about this is, you know, we're we're Sharks fans, we're a Sharks podcast. We don't care what other teams do. However, if or excuse me, if Pittsburgh is giving up fifteenth overall for Casper Kapanen, who is pretty comparable to Kevin LeBanc. What does that make you think about those trade rumors that have been percolating? Hmm. Hmm. Will, uh, uh, and again, not claiming to have any insider knowledge, but just based on things we've read on Twitter, you know, Kevin LeBanc could or will or might be or who knows will be traded. There's words about it. But if I'm Doug Wilson, I'm like, oh, you want Kevin LeBanc? Well, um, go go ask uh, Kyle Dubas how much he costs because that's what Pittsburgh played for Kasperi Kapanen. You know, like, mm. I think that could have worked in the Sharks' favor. Again, not claiming any insider knowledge. I'm not even saying I want Kevin LeBanc to be traded, but I'm just saying it's something to think about. Well, and I don't, I mean, Rocket, how, how do you, how does Doug Wilson trade Kevin LeBanc at this point after LeBanc signs that team-friendly deal? Like, if Wilson was to trade LeBanc right now, does anybody ever sign a quote-unquote team-friendly deal with Wilson after that? Well, yeah, because, I mean, this is still a business at the end of the day, you know, and Kevin's going to look at it and understand that not only is it for his benefit, but also for the benefit of the Sharks, you know? Like, this is pieces that need to be moved, and he's going to be successful wherever he goes. That's Nobody stays in one spot for very long anymore in this league. Not the coaches, not the players. The only people that seem to stay around for far too long are joe thornton the... and pat marlowe <laughs> no i was gonna say the old shitty color guys like don cherry and, <laughs> Doc and and uh and the referees that's it everybody <laughs> else everybody else just changes around you know the referees are doing their best yes they're doing what they can uh the game well, moves very fast they need to move faster there you go uh <laughs> Since we last spoke with you, John Tortorella was fined $25,000 after the elimination game that he played in, uh, becoming the only guy in the NHL who gets fined for both saying too much and not enough. There you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> jerks, hashtag my yotes, got pee-pee slapped for violating the combine policy, lost a couple draft picks. Uh, Ugh. Does that... <laughs> 
Does that mean that Jerk will stop telling me how legit Arizona is at every uh, Pacific Division preview show? Remains no. to be seen. No, <laughs> um, but that's uh, it. It it's just crazy. They're twenty twenty second, and they're twenty twenty one first are now forfeited because of the actions of somebody who literally quit. <laughs> now, puni- punishment is absolutely deserving. However, if I, you know, if I say a bunch of, you know, offensive things on the podcast and then quit the podcast, is anybody going to ding Teal Town USA for what I said? I, mean, I don't know. Shouldn't. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, first things first. That Landy guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> man bun wearing motherfucker. Man bun. No, we we love Landy. We love you, Landy. Um, I I mean, I, I definitely punishment is deserved, but man, to ding him that hard for the actions of a guy who's not even there. <sighs> well, speaking of the Yotes. There has been speculation on social media that, of all people, Pierre Maguire is up for the Arizona GM gig. (laughs) For me, I'm like, hey, whatever the hell gets him off my TV is awesome. And if he could make Doc Emmerich like the VP of operations, uh, that would be even better. Oh, that's uh, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. Kevin Lacey bringing up a very, very good point. Apparently, the Yotes were late in uh, paying some of their players their uh, signing bonuses on time. And yeah. from what I understand, what I've read, those late signing bonuses uh, have now been paid, but they were still late. Christ. All right, moving on. Uh, St. Louis Blues <laughs> GM Doug Armstrong uh, came out and said multiple players tested positive for COVID-19 earlier this year, and he believes that ultimately affected their performance in the Edmonton bubble. Poor excuse, Rock? No, I do not think it was a poor excuse. This uh, this COVID stuff has been messing with everybody. And if it if it messed with them, it messed with them. So be it. Will a 35-year-old Ovi get a contract extension going into his final year, Jerk? Uh, going into the final year? No. But before the final year is over? Absolutely. He's 35 years old. He's still good for 50, you know, 50 tucks a year. You don't walk away from that. I thought you were going to say until he's 50 years old. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe. You know, it, it, it's, you know, it's going to, Alex Ovechkin, 80 years old, wake up, uh, you know, take your pills, fire a one-timer I, from the face-off dot. I, I have two <laughs> words for you. Yarmir Yager. <laughs> so I'm saying, un, until Ovechkin's not putting pucks in the net, keep keep the train rolling. I think you do a string of one-year deals, but you don't walk away from that train, especially because of the record he's chasing right now. You, If I'm the Capitals, I want him to do that in a capital sweater if he is going to do it. All right. Uh, getting back to the Blues for a hot second, they traded Jake Allen to Montreal for a third-round pick, sparking all of this talk about 1A, 1B, that that is where we're going, Rocket. everybody. There's not going to be a starter and a backup anymore. It's just going to be 1A, 1B. It's like the Dallas Stars were ahead of their time when they had Nemo and Lettinen. Um, and now, okay, so Rocket, are there 62 1A, 1Bs <laughs> in the league right now? No, and moreover, even if there were, how are, they, how are all of these teams going to find room in the salary cap for not one, 
but two starting goalies. I mean, every team is going to have like 15, 17 million dollars tied up in their goalie, te- their goaltending. You're not going to need elite level goaltending when you can't afford elite level production. Jerk. Uh, I, 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 I think we the one A one B. I think it's a good idea. I mean, how many times have we seen a starting goalie tire out? You know what I mean, and. You know, you look at look at the Pittsburgh Penguins from 2017. I mean, Murray and Flurry practically split the games and got them to a cup. So it, it's a proven recipe. But like Rocket is saying, I mean, just because you are, let's just say you're designated as the 1B, if you play well enough to be the 1A, you're going to want to get paid like the 1A. Hey, now. You know, and... You know, I, I said it last or two weeks ago. I'll say it again. People's understanding of the salary cap does not rise at the same rate as the salary cap. <laughs> True that. There you go. Um, and in fact, just for a hot second, if I could just go back tonight, we did see um, Kudobin throw a shutout against the Vegas Golden Knights. And I must say that immediately following the end of this game, the only thing, the thought that was throbbing in my head was the fact that Dallas only score, or only had two shots on goal in the third period. And only thing I can hear in my mind is Hockey Jerk going, I'm surprised Kadobin didn't pick up the net and throw it at somebody. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Amazing callback. Uh, Bill Zito named the uh, GM for the Panthers, formerly VP of Ops of the Blue Jackets. That team's not going anywhere until they get a new owner. Is he related to Barry Zito? Dude, that's what I was saying. I'm going, you could have put Barry Zito in that position. It would probably get the, be the same outcome. It just sucks because the Florida Panthers actually have some talent, but there's a culture of... Dude, being... Sharks legend, Mike Hoffman, dude. There. Mike Hoffman, well, Sharks legend. I, I know we're running late, but I've been had this on my brain for a couple weeks and I need to get it out. So we've heard, and we've heard this with the Florida Panthers. Now we've heard it with Arizona. We've heard it with Anaheim ducks about five years ago, but obviously you guys have heard the expression, you know, Oh, this team has an internal cap. Oh, yep. You know, this and where it's, you know, okay. So the salary cap is 81 and a half million, but maybe the team internally only wants to spend a 75 million because they're not flush with cash. Now it, Take it from me. I love not spending money, but if you, <laughs> you <laughs> but know, if you're, <laughs> but if you are in the business of owning a sports team and trying to win a championship, you need to go into it with with the Hasso Platner, with the Jeff Vinnick who owns Tampa Bay, with the Bill Foley who owns Vegas mindset of we're spending to the cap every year. Yep. And if if it's a case of you know, oh, well, we don't have enough money to do that. You probably shouldn't be owning a pro sports franchise then. Oh. Because because if, if you're going to assign an internal cap to your team, you're not giving your team every possible chance to try and win a Stanley Cup. No. And not that I care because I'm not a fan of their team, but Anaheim finally stopped dicking around with an internal cap, and they haven't won a Stanley Cup since they started doing that, but... <laughs> When they eventually rebound out of this funk that they're in, you know, they could be something to look at. So, just saying. Spend your money. There you go. Oh, people are saying that about the Sharks, too. I love having an owner who has deep pockets. Mm. Yeah. 
A couple final things here for you. Uh, The NBA and Major League Baseball postponed games on August 26th in acknowledgement of the occurrences that happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Four days after it happened. Took them a couple days to get it together. Meanwhile, the NHL would have a moment of reflection and then get dragged on social media for it. Then after the NBA, MLS, and MLB would take the lead, the NHL postponed two days of games after being called out by the Hockey Diversity Alliance, including Evander Kane. Too little too late, Rock? No, I think it's fine. Given that, you know, this is a this is a very it's a very different league than other sports leagues in North America, simply because this is like you know, most of the players in the NFL, they're born in North America. And, you know, I just like there's a lot of foreign born players. And I think like uh, on top of that, them all being in a bubble right now where they aren't necessarily on their social media devices or watching television all the time. I think that things move a little bit slower uh, information wise on the inside than they do on the outside. So, um, no. And the fact that they did anything at all goes to show that, uh, I mean, they may be too little too late, but they're at least trying to play the game. Jerk, the NHL playing follow the leader again or no? They are, but you know what? This is a leader that you, you have to follow. Yeah. And, I, you know, I there was so much to it. I can't remember everything. But if you go on to the public relations Twitter account for the NHL, they put out an article that kind of documents everything they and the NHLPA are going to do in response to every all the social justice issues that have been happening for the last six months. And I got to say, it, it words are great. It's all about action. But the words in this article, I was very impressed and very proud because it seems like a lot of really good things are going to start happening. All of the things that they had on their bullet point list, top of the list, numero uno was whip it out. <laughs> uh, okay uh finally whoever is behind hockeyfeed.com j- stop just stop stop you, you guys don't put any authors behind any of the the bs that you guys put out they posted an article about the marcia show meltdown on instagram they said it happened on twitter uh they also said he had been suspended from the platform he wasn't like, don't we have enough fake news already? Just, you know, no. basically know that if there's no author, there's no byline to whatever you're, it is you're reading, it's complete bullshit. Just know that. That's my little nugget of knowledge from me to you this evening. So uh, with that said, thank you guys for showing up for episode 108. Hope you guys enjoyed the Dallas Stars taking the 1-0 victory over the Vegas Golden Knights to take that round or that game one win oh boy wouldn't it be amazing if dallas swept i know i'm counting my chickens but anyway it would be amazing don't forget we recently talked to uh sonia tydinko from nbcsm bay area former shark rob zettler uh dude shark legend nhl all-star mvp john scott uh and we got some more interviews that we're setting up to happen relatively quickly so that being said we'll we'll see you following round three rocket where can the people find you on social media and do you have any parting shots any parting shots Eh, maybe maybe not so anyway you can find me hanging out on social media over at twitter 
That's uh, R Backhander 76. I talk about hockey, hockey adjacent things, and you know, goofy, girly stuff. And I moved to the Pacific Northwest, and so like PNW stuff, and you know, just stuff about driving, whatever. I like to drive. So, uh, yeah, that's R Backhander 76, capital R, capital B, little Backhander 76. Or you check out my photographs over on the Instagram, Rocket Backhander, one word. AJ? Uh, hockey jerk. If we can get Doc Emmerich onto the Cameo app, will you go and have these with me to make it so Doc Emmerich will send us a video that goes Rocket with a drive? Didn't you hear my last point about not liking to spend money? <laughs> You're right. You're right. But at this point, it's not spending money, jerk. It's investing money. That's true. That would it be that would be the sound clip that keeps on giving. Yeah. Well, I think what would be even better is, you know, Doc Emmerich, uh, he Sucks. knows words. He knows words and he has the best words. No. He he has, has the, the he knows words and he uses nice. those same words over and over <laughs> right. and over. Right. But how great how great would it be to hear Doc Emmerich in a game saying, "Oh, and and what a rocket backhander by <laughs> insert player here." I think that would be uh, much Brendan Dillon maybe. <laughs> sure. Um now I I uh, I tickled yeah. everybody's fancy two weeks ago with my little fun obscure fact about uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken and who they follow on Twitter, <laughs> and I, I want to try and make it a theme. I want to try and close the show with a little bit of non-hockey related levity. Now you may think this obscure piece of knowledge is better, worse, or as enjoyable as the KFC one, but here you go, uh, folks. Love is not dead. Because two scientists who were working on Antarctica, uh, they matched each other on Tinder while on Antarctica. So the moral of the story is if you think you're down and out in the love world and you haven't met the right person, love is everywhere. You just got to find it. Even Antarctica, where the only person or the the person you're matching with is the only other person there. Um <laughs> and with that, uh, you may follow me on Twitter at hockey underscore jerk. Um, third round is rolling Islanders and the lightning from Tampa Bay. Uh, it's going to be fun. If you like tweeting about hockey, that's the place you're going to want to go. Um, I've also amended my subscription policy. You may now, <laughs> you, uh, you may now tweet me about other various non hockey related topics, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, and, yeah, go Dallas. Jerk explaining, <laughs> no matter where you are, you're at, there you are. There you are. Hey, now. Uh, we'll always be there for you. <laughs> what was that? Was it best? best great, great Western. Great Western. Bank. Yeah, I was thinking best Western. That was a hotel. Uh, so, uh, yeah, AJ underscore strong on all the social media stuff. You know, uh, my final words, I think, I mean, I might as well get a, a T-shirt or a tattoo that just says FU Fanatics. I think that's probably always my final take on everything. Sure. sure. So, I uh, hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. We, we almost made it 60. We're like at 62 right now. So we're, we're very close. We will get a tight 45 between now and the start of next season. I promise you at some point. So thanks for tuning in for episode 108. Again, if you missed any part of the show, you can find us on your favorite podcast platform 
on YouTube, everything always at tealtownusa.com. Do us a favor, follow us on all the social media channels or whichever ones you happen to be on. Hit the subscribe button for this channel. Tell a friend. We certainly would appreciate that. Help us build up what we're doing. So that's episode 108 in the books, kids. Thanks for coming out. Keep it real.